Guys, I don't know what to say. We all got a bit drunk for this one shot, so I guess just know that going in. The RPG we play in this episode is called Laser Foley, which was a spontaneous stupid joke made in episode 16 of our Odyssey arc. The roll system is basically the same as lasers and feelings, so if you want to know how that works you can do a google image search and it will bring up the one page rules sheet. But basically we roll lasers for action-y stuff, and foley for things like investigation, deception, perception, etc. On the show today we have our good friend Dan White from the Little Realms podcast. That's another part of the reason why this story went off the rails. We love Dan because he brings out the worst in us. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say for this intro. I will now drop you without any more context into this Halloween 2021 shot. Monster Plane. Theater. What? You are in the middle row, on the left side, in the middle of this airplane, heading from Frankfurt, Germany to LAX. It's midnight on Halloween in the year 2000, and you guys are currently, as far as you can tell since there are no lights of cities down below, flying over the Atlantic Ocean. And this man next to you, on the aisle seat, says... Pardon me, sir. I didn't mean to bump your arm there. I just uh, started to doze off there. This is what they hate about getting the middle seat. I, I specifically asked for an aisle seat. Or a window seat. Anything but right here. Next to you. I am sorry. I, I've been trying to keep myself rather condensed, compressed, and as I dozed off, my arm slipped is all. I meant no offense. Can I get you something? I could ask the waitress for a drink or something. A drink would be fine. Just don't touch it. When she gets here, just let me grab it, okay? I will, I will. <clears throat> and he kind of snaps to get a waitress's attention. And she uh, kind of silently walks over, trying not to disturb the other sleeping passengers. And she says, something I can do? My friend here would like to order something. What, what, what would you like? Yes, I, I would like whatever has the... The strongest alcohol in it. Get it for me quickly. And don't let him touch it. And I point to, to you. I could mix all the alcohols we have. That'd probably be the strongest. <laughs> that would be amazing. Thank you. You can do that. I can. <laughs> Is she better? You see her scurry off down the aisle and he goes, <sighs> I hate flying. Oh, you hate flying. You're not in this seat. He leans over towards the seat in front of him, and he looks over at the window. And in the window seat, he looks directly over at Klaus, and he says, Is he awake? It would appear so, yes. Oh. Do you like flying? Yes, it is fine, I guess. I 
long flight down to L.A. There's something very precious there that is very important to me. Oh? Girlfriend, is it? No, these curios, they are called precious moments. You have heard of them, perhaps. Precious moments. Is that like a, uh, what is that? They are figurines. You put them in cabinet, no? Oh. Sounds like grandma stuff. They are not for grandmas. They are for <laughs> anyone who is interested in them. That was offensive, sir. Oh, excuse me. Are you talking about precious moments? I am. Are you, are you also a precious head? <laughs> no, not, not in any chance. Those are for grandmas. <laughs> 100%. The guy turns across the aisle to the middle seat just adjacent to him. And he looks directly at Peggy and says, No offense meant, ma'am. I take full offense. As a grandmother, I own zero precious moments. You've heard of them, though. Of course. This is probably because she is poor. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. If you were, let's say, rolling in it, you would have many walls filled with precious moments, would you not? Listen here, you dirty little Wiener schnitzel. I have more money than all of you Germans combined. All right, I don't waste my time on trinkets. I spend my money on experiences. I didn't see any need to bring race into this. (laughs) (laughs) It is the year 2000, after all. If you're going to be ageist, then I'm going to be racist. (laughs) That's a fair point, ma'am. That's a fair point. They are not trinkets. They are curios. I might need a drink myself. The waitress comes back and she does hand you your drink, Theater. Oh, thank you. It's an odd color. Do you have the warm towel? Warm towel? Yes, I can do that. Yeah, I'll take three. Good heavens, that's a lot of towels. It's not even beginning to be enough, but it'll do. I do hear they have good towel service at this. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you keep the towels? I must find all of them. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go down that plot line again. <laughs> all things considered, it is better service than I was expecting when I sat down and I saw this. And he reaches up to the ceiling and he shows you this tear in the plastic of the um, next to the light switch above you. It's just like ripped. Oh my lord. What does this rip? This is unacceptable. Yes, and look at this. And he kind of points to this spot underneath the armrest that you guys have been fighting over, and there's another tear in the seat, and the foam is coming out. What, uh, what airline are we flying? The Frankfurt LAX airline. (laughs) (laughs) This is what happens when you you ride the, the, the Frankfurt LAX airline every time. It's specifically, it's an airline company. That's all they do. That's their only route. <laughs> they only go the one way. Just destroy the plane after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> a 
lot of dead pilots. <laughs> this is way more cost effective than flying it back. You would, you would not think. understand. German engineering in Arzat. <laughs> you would think if they built a new plane each time, that would be perfect, but no, that's not what happens. It's a very noble venture, the Frankfurt-Germany to LAX Airlines. They uh, create a lot of jobs <laughs> in Germany. How many rows are in each aisle, Brian? Are they sitting, like, butt-to-butt? <laughs> is it two rows, or is there, like, three seats? It's two, two rows. There are literally four seats on this plane. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, like, three on the left side, then an aisle, three in the middle, then an aisle, three on the right. So it's a big plane. So we're in be- there's an aisle in between us, is what you're saying. If you're if you're standing in the back of the plane and you're looking at the nose, it's gonna be Klaus, then Dieter in the middle, then my character, and then across the aisle from me is immediately in that chair is Peggy. You. Okay. Thank you. What what are you drinking there, Sonny? Got a little little uh, sippy cup there for your for your. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> what do you <laughs> What do you got there? You're more than welcome to take a sip if you'd like, and I hand it over to her. I think he's drinking everything on the plane. I gladly take, uh, reach my hand over the aisle and grab a sip of this, what is this, jungle juice that Brian served us. <laughs> <laughs> jungle juice. I, uh, I sip it. Hmm. This is good, no? Uh, it's okay, but, uh... <clears throat> Here, try some of mine. Might put some hair on your German balls. <laughs> and I pull out a flask and I hand it over. I'm like passing, my character's <laughs> passing all of these drinks between him. Oh no, I'm not letting you touch anything. <laughs> You're just reaching across my chest. Yeah, and uh, I grab it and take a swig and I'm like, whoo! <sighs> That's raw milk! <laughs> 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 What the fuck, dude? My name's Peggy Pasture, and I'm the a raw milk, a raw milk runner. I think this has gone a, a couple weeks too late. My Fraulein and I hand it back, and there are like tears welling up in the sides of my eyes. That's good shit, right? I, I will take mine back, thank you. <laughs> What's the matter? You can't handle some raw milk? <laughs> what the fuck is raw milk? <laughs> I did not expect to be drinking chunky milk today. Oh, it's thick and creamy. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Out of a flask. <laughs> Listen, Peggy, this is a legal plan, all right? You cannot transport raw milk between state lines, so I had to hide it. It's the year 2000. You could bring a flask on the plane. It's fine. <laughs> I didn't think that far ahead, okay? <laughs> Holy oh. shit. <laughs> We're not even going to get to any dice rolls in this game. It's just going to be... <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, 
Okay, Deanner, as you pass the flask back to him, and you retract your or back to her, excuse me, and you retract your hand, you notice something on your sleeve. What are you wearing? I retract my hand? Am I like, uh, go-go catch it handing this thing to her? <laughs> yeah, well, you specifically said you're not going to let me relay anything, so you're reaching across me, across an aisle. What is your, what color is your shirt? Uh, uh, probably black. Oh, okay, then... Skin-tight black shirt. Then it wouldn't be easy to see on your sleeve. You you would notice uh, some of it on your hand, and it's a, a red spot. Uh, like dark red or light red? Honestly, it looks like blood. Oh, what is this? And I go to wipe it off to see if, like, it's me bleeding or anything. It's, I mean, it, it looks like a blood smear now that you wiped it. Okay, but there's no cut underneath it? No. And then, like, then I'll look up and try to determine where it dripped from. Probably came from this bitch's milk. <laughs> you see the crack next to the light switch that he showed you previously, and something's dripping out of it. Oh, no, not again. Is this airline? <laughs> this ship is bleeding. I can't deal with this. What is going on over there? That's odd. Some people just can't handle the milk. <laughs> I'm flight attendant. Hello, we need you again. She comes walking over and she says, Another? Um, no, your ship has had an owie. And then I point up at the light <laughs> that's bleeding. <laughs> Somebody must have had something in their bag and it's leaking. What do you mean? She takes your warm towels that she was going to give you and she starts dabbing at the crack in the ceiling. And then she looks at it and says, That's odd. She's going to reach up and open the overhead compartment and gasp and you see her stagger backwards. <gasps> what do you see? Tell us. Her eyes are just wide and she's, her jaw quivers a little bit and she says, I don't know. That, I, this is very strange. Don't look at my bag. It's not yours. <laughs> <laughs> she, you see her touch something inside the overhead compartment, and she jumps back again, and she closes it real quick and says, If you'll excuse me, I need to uh, go talk to somebody about this. And she quickly hurries up the aisle towards the front of the plane. Um, excuse me, what, what, was it very curdled milk up there? <laughs> I lean over the aisle. You fucking snitches rat me out. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no reason to rat you out. I'm going to get up and uh, I would like to investigate the uh, the blood. In your investigation, what specifically do you do? Um, is Does it seem like it's coming from an overhead compartment? It looks like it's dripping out of the, t the crack in this plastic above uh, Dieter's head. There should be, like, an overhead compartment above him then, right? You would kind of assume that it's something's probably leaking in one of the luggages or something. Yeah, I'm going to open up the overhead compartment. <laughs> okay, so you scooch past Dieter and my character, Philip, and you uh, get into the aisle and you open it up. And immediately you see what appears to be luggage in the front-facing part and then towards the back... It starts to look like the shape of luggage, but it's leathery and wet and kind of pulsating and veiny. What the fuck is this? This is very gross and 
ghoulish. So I'm going to speak to Klaus in German um, for a second. Well, what is it? Well, from what I can tell, it's leathery <laughs> and, uh, and bleeding and pulsating. So you think it's actually blood? I definitely think that it's some sort of an organism that's bleeding up there. I'm not sure if it's actually human, though. What are you sauerkrauts talking about? This is none of your business, ma'am, please. <laughs> is it coming from this asshole's bag? And I point to uh, the guy sitting next to me. <laughs> My character, Philip, will see you gesture to him, and then he says, I'm sorry, I don't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> we are discussing something. We will be back to you in a second. So anyway, I do believe that it could possibly be his bag, yes. Well, uh, I can think of nothing more than we need to switch seats. Uh, get away from this man. Absolutely. Perhaps summon the air marshal as well. The air marshal? <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, right, that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> Especially on the Frankfurt to LA one-way airline. <laughs> <laughs> they just hire a new air marshal every time. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. There's something up here that is uh, peculiar. And uh, he'll point at you, your character this time, Brian, and say, come and look at this. Tell me what you think of it. Oh, Philip, by the way, is my name. Yeah, we don't care. Well, secrets don't make friends. I want to take a peek, too. <laughs> Come and look if you dare. It is... Peggy, how tall are you? <laughs> Peggy's 5'5". Five five. She can't see shit. <laughs> okay, you can, you'd can. you have to stand on your chair, then. Oh, you're going to have to describe it to me, Philip. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to stand up out of his seat in the aisle and look up there and kind of grimace and be like... That's not natural. While you're grimacing, Peggy is smirking as she's staring at your ass. Mm, that, looks, <laughs> that looks natural to me. <laughs> Tell me something, Peggy. Were you named after your favorite sexual position? <laughs> well, I see the raw milk's kicking in. You finally got a sense of humor there, you bratwurst. Well, we, we Germans are known for our sense of humor. <laughs> we are very funny. This is known. I think I'm going to get along with you. <laughs> Such a funny and so cultured too. people we are. <laughs> what do you see up there, sweet cheeks? <clears throat> There's a sort of leathery slug. It almost looks like it's taken over the entire compartment, and he'll reach up and he'll touch the fleshy... You bits. should not be doing that. Mm. That is a very bad idea, I think. <laughs> also, from the start of your sentence, are you a secret Australian? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I am, hey. <laughs> Flight attendant, we, we have a secret Australian on board. He must be thrown out immediately. <laughs> I have always heard that you must report secret Australians immediately. <laughs> he plans to take the plane and take us down under. 
I don't understand German humor. Tell me more about that slug. <laughs> <laughs> I, I already know that the best policy when you're on an airplane is to not panic and certainly not alert the rest of... And he gestures to everyone else sleeping around you. Uh, we don't care. I mean, <laughs> honesty is the best policy. What is in your bag? How many of these movies have you seen where they do not alert everyone and they do not know what to do? We, we will be telling everyone. We should probably get loud about this slug creature. <laughs> everyone, panic! Panic! <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm sick and tired of these motherfucking slugs! <laughs> <laughs> the editor has requested that you not alert anyone else on the plane. <laughs> He doesn't know if he has good crowd screaming fully. <laughs> <laughs> no one is waking up. What is wrong? They've all been drugged. Ah, I'm in aisle four. What are you guys talking about up there? <laughs> <laughs> no one of consequence. Sexy lord. Who, who is this man? I was so scared that you were down aisle four. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go back to sleep. I trust you Germans. Oh, this is disgusting. The aisle fours are talking to us. I do not think this is a good idea. We need you, I have four. You are experienced in the art of dealing with these slugs. Well, I, they don't call me old slug bug for nothing. Let me take a look. <laughs> Please deal with it, I have four. Just imagine listening to an aisle four for any sort of like important information. Barnaby Slugbug suddenly cho cho <laughs> chokes and dies on his way up there. So he, he is gone. Oh no! Oh no! This is terrible! We have lost Barnaby. Oh, we don't need him. We got me! <laughs> <laughs> we are all going to die. You guys... <laughs> Klaus, you, you see what you can do with this. I need to check on this man. <laughs> There's no way. I will check on the man. I am an Elvis impersonator that is close enough to dealing with bad things happening to people. All right, go for it. Excellent. You deal with slug thing, because I do not want to. What do you do for this man? Um, I'll probably just crouch by him and take his pulse over and over. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want okay. any sort of medicine whatsoever. I just don't want to deal with the slug. Okay, roll for Foley. Roll for Foley. First roll of the game, yay! If I'm lasers, I want to roll above. Well, I didn't, because I'm five. I'm trying to think about that. That seems backwards to me. What are you doing to me? No, please stop. <laughs> I just start smothering him. <laughs> you will be, a, you will be in a better place soon. <laughs> I want to be in this podcast. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> this man is getting too much air. Make sure to restrict it. <laughs> if you are lasers, you want to roll below your number. Oh, I roll a one then. Then you don't know how you did it, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's With working. the power of lasers. But he was smothering me. <laughs> you, start, <laughs> you start smothering this man and you smother him to life. <laughs> Oh my god, thank you. I can finally watch the end of Little Nicky. Thank you. 
<laughs> Smothering is German for CPR. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get back to my movie. Do I tip? This is fine now. Good, so long. Uh, uh, yes, I will take a tip. Ah, uh, here's your crisp five. Thank you very much. Um, I will buy a precious moments with it. <laughs> <laughs> That slug fellow was completely worthless. He added nothing to this story at all. <laughs> I think he is what you call the red herring. You seem to be all having difficulty with this. I'm going to check the bags myself. I don't want my bag to get wet, so I'm going to pull these things down. No, you get out of the way. I'll handle this. <laughs> and I, I reach up there and grab the leathery slug and, and pull it out. You kind of push him aside and he staggers down the back towards the back of the plane and you uh, reach up for your bag. Why don't you roll me a lasers real quick? Alright, and so I rolled a one. (laughs) (laughs) If you're rolling lasers, you want to get below, so that's good. Okay. You pull this bag and you hear a fleshy tear. The bag comes down and you see um, the bait, like right at the bottom of this bag, that some of that weird uh, fleshy stuff is stuck to it, almost like you you ripped it out. You see the other bags behind it are still up there, and you can tell that they're attached to this fleshiness as well. All right, is there like any sort of uh, like animal skin attached to it, or anything like that, or is it just like what looks like blood that's dripping from it? Best you can tell, it's not so much leather like the outside of the animal. It's more like internal organs. I would say the ba- the very bottom of your bag is that it's almost like it was taking over. Like your bag was slowly turning fleshy. Ew, what, what, whatever you had in here is gross. It's, look, look. And I like shove my bag in his face and start shaking <laughs> it at him. Ah. Your lubricant has spilled out and it's gotten all over my bag. <laughs> I don't, I didn't pack lubricant. <laughs> Is there a fire extinguisher somewhere? Oh, for sure. Over by the door, probably. I'm going to grab the fire extinguisher, and I'm going to start spraying this beast with it. You're going to spray it up into the compartment? Uh-huh. No, no, you're going to ruin my milk. Philip, grab my bag before they spray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, immediately, upon hearing that, reaches up to pull out his bag and uh, he gets blasted with this fire extinguisher as he hears a and uh, this compartment is successfully doused in foam. Well, now you sour broughtons have done it. You ruined my milk. It's supposed to be room temperature. God damn it. <laughs> this had been following the movies so far. I figured that maybe we should do something I've seen in the movies. Why was your milk in an open container? This is true. It is more on you for having it in an open container than it is on me for spraying with the foam, you see. I've got it in multiple flasks, but you've chilled it. That's ruined my product. (laughs) There's no way that you do not have it insulated enough to keep it at the right temperature with how careful you are with your process. You are telling me that one measly fire extinguisher is going to ruin it entirely. Yes, the key to raw milk is you have to keep it warm. 
<laughs> Maybe I was wrong about you little sauerkrauts. Maybe you know a lot about milk insulation. <laughs> Peggy Pasture. And I extend my hand. My name is Klaus Sinterbugen Flugenstein. Klaus Sinterbugen Flugenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I am Tita von Pumpkineater. Mm. <laughs> okay. I don't shake her hand, by the way. I just look at her hand and I, I say my name. <laughs> Listen, I think Philip's useless. What are we going to do about this? I think we should report him to the captain. <laughs> <laughs> I think we are going to have to take him out ourselves. You report me, and another one will take my place, and then another one will take his place, and another... Whoa, sweet cheese, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to immediately start talking to Dieter in German and go, Oh my, that was quite surprising. Yeah, I know, it's almost like he's played by Gary Oldman or something. <laughs> this was quite the turn of character, and was quite unexpected for me in the least bit. <clears throat> I still think we should report him to the captain, though. I agree that we should report him to the captain, but for now we should play along as though we're not going to sharpen utensils and stab him to death. <laughs> Good. And I give him a thumbs up. But a German thumbs up, which may be something completely different. <laughs> we are kidding, Philip. We are just kidding. There's no reason to believe that we are not going to be your friend, Philip, for from here to the end of time. At this point, uh, with the fire extinguisher and the voices and people in the aisles and the activity, bags being pulled down, people are starting to wake up and people are starting to, you hear muffled talking and asking questions and stuff like, what the fuck is going on? What's going on up there? (laughs) (laughs) No, nothing to see here. Okay. Um, We just had a bit of a thing with a a slug in the overhead compartment. And was bleeding over everyone, and um, there was <laughs> Philip is definitely no. not some demon creature that is going to kill us all. That is bleeding. not what is going to happen. Demon creature? Yes, there's no demon creature. Oh my it's god! Very, <laughs> this is a very German instance of things I'm to happen. To watch Castaway. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, uh, is that like all you did to prepare for the year 2000 is just see what movies were released? <laughs> My next NPC will talk about Unbreakable. <laughs> oh, well, spoiler alert. He gets off the island and his wife has already left him. Boo. No! You remember Unbreakable different than I do. Now we have ruined Castaway for you. <laughs> You will never enjoy the movie. Who would watch Castaway on an airline? (laughs) I would. It's my favorite new movie. Like, that's some true Halloween shit, watching Castaway on an airplane. Oh, I lost my baseball in the ocean. I'm so sad. Oh, I'm trying American. Oh. Hey, stop making fun of my movie and get back to the plot. (laughs) Save us from the demon. There is no demon. We have already discussed this. I'm going to look at the next compartment over. That was very cordial. Philip, what happened to <laughs> us, Phil, uh, Philip, that uh, had been good. visiting us? You're very bipolar, Philip. 
<laughs> you see him go towards the rear of the plane and pull open a compartment, and there's a fleshy and immediately this blood starts coming down like a drippy waterfall, and the whole, all the bags in there look fleshy. Did the, <laughs> did the bloody waterfall fall over the um, castaway guy? <laughs> yes. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks, no! <laughs> yeah, the people in that aisle are immediately like trying to to shove to one side of the plane, and the the blood is leaking all over the floor. Philip, why are you opening all the cabinets? Don't everybody go to this one side of the plane at once. We'll <laughs> tip over. Oh my God! <laughs> I, I think Philip's trying to kill us all. No, there's no reason for Philip to kill us all. There's, well, maybe there's a few reasons, but we trust Philip's, don't we? Yes, we trust <laughs> him very much. Philip, stop opening those packs. You're, you're raining blood on, on poor old. People. I would like to, because I'm still holding that fire extinguisher, and I would like to go over and like act like I'm investigating stuff with Philip, and then hit him in the fucking head with the fire extinguisher. <laughs> Give me two rolls. First of all, give me a Foley roll for deception. Okay. Is that, uh... Oh, I'm an Elvis impersonator, bro. <laughs> we don't know if you're a good one. I am deceiving the people all the time. It is mostly with the singing. <laughs> you gotta roll a five or a six. I'm caught in the trap. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I got a five and a four. What? Oh, right, 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 because of your expertise. Okay. <clears throat> Here's the thing. If you roll a number exactly, you achieve laser foley. You get special insight into what's going on. Ask the GM a question and they'll answer honestly. You can change your action if you want to and then roll again. All right. Um, is Philip evil? No. Do you want to change your action? You've just doomed him, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Should I hit someone? <laughs> You didn't roll your number twice. You only got the one question. Oh, damn it. I asked the wrong question then. Fuck. The better question is, should I hit someone? I guess I will change my action to, um, nothing. <laughs> okay, roll for nothing. So, all right. now that you have, uh... I got a three for nothing. Was that laser or foley? That was foley and, uh, you failed. What do I accidentally do? <laughs> well, okay. So you failed at nothing. <clears throat> that means you do something. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? Stupid fucking game. <laughs> I think that I just fart. Okay, <laughs> stop farting. You're ruining my movie of Remember the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at the end, Zivan gets in the car accident. It's very sad. <laughs> no, he's my favorite character. You're so American cheering for the white character. This is sad. Shall remember this, you Titan. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, farting is German for a sigh. It just means he's bored. <laughs> 
Do you remember when you said, oh, we'll get all the way through a plot line. It'll have a beginning and an ending. <laughs> My name's Brian. <laughs> Fucking lofty goals. Mice and men, motherfucker. Mice and men. This shit will have an ending if I have to TPK everybody. <laughs> Which you're really pushing me towards. <laughs> the plot twist is all this happens while we're still taxiing in the runway in Frankfurt. <laughs> Why did we not stop the plane? We just stood here and argued and died. This is a poor decision. Spoilers, this is what happens. You can turn off the podcast now. Listen, Hansel, Gretel, we need to come up with a plan to deal with these slugs. I'm, I'm too short to reach up there, but if you take my special milk and splash it on it, maybe that'll do something. There's something in me that thinks that it might make it stronger, and I'm scared. <laughs> no, I tried it. It will not make him stronger. <laughs> Listen, there's bacteria in here. Maybe that bacteria will kill this, this, this stank slug. Come on. Yes, okay. Dita, it is your turn to do something. I have tried and not done very well, so. I hold out my, my flask to Dieter. One more time, Dieter. <laughs> Take a sip before you splash it. There's something about your voice that has gotten far more terrifying as we have gone on. <laughs> my voice is getting dry. <laughs> is there something in your pocket that you need for someone to fetch for you? <laughs> Listen, the longer this adventure goes on, the raspier my voice gets. <laughs> <laughs> With this milk, did you make ice cream down in your basement? <laughs> splash it, or we're all gonna scream. Hurry up! <laughs> all right, so I'll take the um, the flask of prawn milk and splash it in the in the overhead compartments. This has to work. <laughs> roll theater. Roll for lasers. Oh my god, I'm actually going to have to roll for this game. <laughs> I got a two, and my target number is three. You splash this flask of milk on this uh, internal organ-looking fleshy substance, and you hear this shriek come from the front of the plane, and the entire plane suddenly lurches as it banks left and then rights itself and tries to kind of uh, correct itself. See? My original theory was right. The plane is alive, and I just hurt it. This is not good. We are very fucked. I'm gonna start heading towards the front of the plane. When you say that, and especially after the fucking bank, you hear more whispers growing louder, and people are starting to grow a little panicky around you. Yes, there is a demon plane. We are dealing with a demon plane. There is. Much to panic about, you should be very scared. I am on my way to the front to try and deal with this problem. Uh, please turn on Remember the Titans, it is a wholesome movie. I'm watching Coyote Ugly. <laughs> that is awful movie. You, you would think it would be breakout hit for Piper, but it is not. I like it when they dance on the bar. This is very unsanitary. <laughs> they should not do that to bars. 
as you say that the de the plane is possessed by a demon, you start to see people panic, and as they're panicking, suddenly these boobs flash across the screen. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Oh my! Everyone continue to panic. The plane does not want you to. There is a reason for this. Throw yourself out the emergency exits. It is better to die on the ground than to die in the plane. Plane possessed by a demon is German for plane being completely okay. <laughs> okay. <coughs> Klaus, roll lasers real quick to just navigate for these people trying to grab their bags and trying to look under their seats and figure out the proper procedures, et cetera, et cetera, as you try to get through this kind of mosh pit of people. All right. I would think that, obviously, as an Elvis impersonator, I have experience <laughs> with mosh pits of people. <laughs> obviously. Also, I think Germans can probably um, mosh pit well. So I rolled a five and a one, and my lasers is five. Was I rolling for lasers? <laughs> You, uh, you, that was lasers. You get laser fully. What would you like to ask me? Should I hit a stewardess with the fire extinguisher? <laughs> In my opinion, no. <laughs> Getting laser fully is really disappointing. <laughs> yeah. You ask the weird ass questions. Okay, you can, uh, you can roll with your one. You succeeded, but do you want to change your action? No, I'm going to continue going to the front of the plane. Because I think that's where I can destroy the brain. You start doing these Elvis hip shakes and like avoiding people left and right, and you get to the front of the plane, and you're welcome to do what you want. Oh well, oh well. <laughs> I'm gonna follow him, dragging uh, Philip behind me. Okay, you have to match his hip sways perfectly. <laughs> so what is this roll? Lasers. Okay, I rolled my um three, which is my target number what would you like to ask me i would like to ask you if um <laughs> was was rammstein um pre-2000 <laughs> that's a good question i think this will change everything this, this will benefit the podcast a lot <laughs> i accidentally typed in imdb instead of wikipedia <laughs> Almost shot beer out of my nose. I mean, honestly, it's both a show <laughs> and a musical act. You know what I mean? Holy shit. 1994. Yeah, so I, I should be really well-versed in uh, fucking bosh pitting my way to the front of the plane while, like, trying to drag this dude. And also getting shot by giant penises? Um, sure. I mean, that's just <laughs> German for, like, walking to the front of a plane. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you've been to a Ramstein concert, you've probably been hit. Yeah, you guys get to the front of the plane. What do you want to do? All right, well, I I, I still think that, you know, Philip is, as the secret Australian, is the root of all evil. <laughs> what are you doing? Let go of my ear. Trust me, but this is better for all of us. I want to open up the cockpit. You open this up to see the stewardess uh, talking to the pilot and they're deliberating, but you see the pilot's not really paying attention as he just pulled the plane out of a strange sudden left bank. What would you like to do? Excuse me, sir, there is a demon on board your plane. The demon? <laughs> yes, it is a very uh, scary sort of uh, spinal cord sort of thing that is, you know, taking over all of the plane. 
Some people pronounce it as Australian. It's here. <laughs> and I, like, lunge Philip forward. No, this is not the demon. The demon is uh, up in the compartment. Stewardess, what's the fucking house in is going on? Oh, you are German. <laughs> Let us talk to each other in the German. So here's the issue that's at hand. Yeah, what's going on? Partner. <laughs> we... <laughs> We've got some sort of a leathery creature up there, and by the looks of it, it's gushing blood into the aisles and uh, the like, and it's really kind of freaking people out, you know, just because they believe that the plane is possessed by some sort of a demon, and so if you could make an announcement and uh, give us some sort of advisement as to what to do as, you know, Germans, because as Germans we're obligated to make sure that this one flight from Frankfurt to LA goes off without a hitch. And this is only second to the fact that we have a secret Australian on board. And that this is the true danger to the flight. Well, Pig Pilgrim, considering that this is a one-way flight, we don't n normally have to deal with emergency procedures. I think there might be some parachutes on board, but I don't remember how to properly access them. So if you would... <laughs> Pickle Pilgrim... <laughs> I thought that's what you said. <laughs> Probably. If y'all could find the parachutes on board, I'd be mighty grateful. I don't know if they're behind the seats, above the seats, below the seats, in this. I don't know where they are. I'll salute him and go, aye aye, Captain, and then go back, <laughs> uh, turn back to Philip and say, We are going to try and find these parachutes, Philip. You must help us. While this was happening, Brian, can I do a scene? Absolutely. While I look for where parachutes are on a plane. While <laughs> the, the two Germans and Philip go up, uh, Peggy Pasture goes the opposite way towards Slugbug. Hey, mister, I heard you're good with slugs. Can you help me out here? <laughs> <laughs> this is the most Dan thing that's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I can try. I've already used my milk. That's all I can do. That's my character. <laughs> what do you got? Well, as a slug bug, I've got a, a holster full of salt here. I've got a kosher, Himalayan pink. What do you need? Can you splash some salt on that slug monster? Absolutely, ma'am. Oh, bless your heart. So, uh, <laughs> slug bug would like to get up and just sprinkle salt on this thing. Interesting. Okay, why don't you roll me fully to find a maid's cart and locate the salt? I gotta find it first. Roll four. <clears throat> what is Slugbug's number? Uh, we'll say he's a three, because I don't know how your system works. He failed. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> he's just no, playing let's pocket see. pull the whole time and just looking at... Peggy. Let's see. I, I said, can't find it. No, I said I said fully. You have to get higher. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. God. You managed to get up the aisle to where the uh, the flight attendant left her cart, and you start digging through it, and things, you know, napkins and Kleenex and vodka bottles go flying as you finally locate salt packets. Finally. All right, ma'am. You stand back. This is going to be dangerous. And Slugblug flexes his arms and stands on his tippy toes and rips open that pink packet and goes and blows it. 
<laughs> it's not it's not artificial sweetener <laughs> all right whatever brian come on i'm playing <laughs> fantasy in this world they're pink okay fair enough maybe in germany you know yeah, you uh, you immediately f- see this salt start to kind of bubble and boil the flesh inside these compartments, and the plane lurches again. And this time, it turns completely upside down. And anybody who was everybody hits the ceiling of this plane, including you guys up in the cockpit, except for Philip, who's a secret Australian. <laughs> 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 you notice him standing still on the floor, feet firmly planted. Nailed it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. You've penetrated my disguise. <laughs> we have always been knowing this, Philip. Quick, has somebody got a big knife? It's the only way we can defeat him. Having a bigger <laughs> knife. <laughs> Perhaps there's some sort of a machete. You're not going to get a bigger knife than this. And he pulls out this huge... (laughs) That's not a knife. (laughs) He pulls off like a a foot and a half blade. That is a very impressive knife, Philip. The pilot tries to get the plane under control. And slowly but surely he manages to flip it upright. And everybody falls back to the seats. Does anybody get impaled on Philip's knife? All of Dan's characters go back to watching their movies. Aaron Brockovich, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, how many movies did you look up? Do you just have a list in front of you? Got a couple more. <laughs> Alright, turns out they don't have parachutes on commercial airlines. Y'all are fucked. I'm going to try to uh, wrestle Philip and grab him and just try to throw him out of the door without a parachute. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, roll for lasers. I got a two. Oh, is that good or bad? That's good. So, you take Philip. As everybody's trying to situate themselves in their seats and, and get back to their movies, you drag him down the aisle. You kick open one of the side doors, even though that's not, that doesn't make sense. That's not how they work. But you kick it open, and it flies off into the distance like Mission Impossible. And he's you see his hair blowing, and he's like, <clears throat> No, mate, I, I could be on your side. Re-. And that's the last thing he says before you chuck him out of the plane, and you see his body hurling down below you towards the, the Black Sea. And then suddenly, the plane lurches again, and you uh, grab onto a seat as you see it careen down towards him. And Klaus, you're still by the cockpit, right? Yeah. In the cockpit, (laughs) you see the floor below the pilot seats open up, and there's these massive teeth. And the the pilots are just looking down into the abyss as this gaping maw comes clamping down upon Philip. And then you feel this pressure as the internal, the cockpit and the whole aisles and everything constrict and force him backwards like a giant throat, pushing him into the, the, the seats of this stomach of the beast. This is very fucked up. <laughs> Meanwhile, back there where I threw the guy out, I turned to everybody. I'm like bracing myself and I said, no ticket. (laughs) (laughs) 
The, uh, why don't you all roll Foley for me real quick to notice something? That's two. Fell out of my box. So I don't notice it. As a uh, precious moments collector, you have to really, you know, be able to notice the finer details. I'm going to go ahead and roll two die on that. Okay. Um, I got a three and a one. Okay. Klaus and Dieter, as all of this has happened, you noticed that the compartment where the fleshy substance was, it has spread, and it's actually coming out of the compartment now, and it's going across the ceiling, and you see some of it coming up from the floor, and you see this entire plane getting kind of lubricated in the inside, and when it clenched its throaty... I told you he had lube. (laughs) As it clenched its throat and shoved Philip backwards, you noticed it was more lubricated and this whole plane is growing slimy. Oh, this is gross. I do not like it at all. Perhaps we should try to talk to the demon about anything. Perhaps it can be reasoned with. Excuse me, Mr. Demon. I do not like this. Could you please stop? (laughs) You hear a gurgle and a burp and it suddenly you get the aroma of internal (laughs) gas. (laughs) <laughs> what if we sang you some Elvis songs? Are you a fan of Elvis? Do you speak German? Because <laughs> gas is German for being bored. When you ask if it uh, knows Elvis songs, you feel something hot on your feet. And when you look down, you notice a thin pool of some kind of juice, like slowly misty disintegrating your shoes. They're like steaming. I'm going to go and start... Uh running towards the back. <laughs> splish, splash, splish, splash. Because I'll take that as a bad sign. Peter, where are you running? <laughs> That's Klaus. Klaus! <laughs> this is so bad. All you Germans look alike. We are so fucked. Peggy, we are so fucked. We are so fucked. Does somebody have some fucking golf shoes? This is like that moment that's the end of Armageddon. (laughs) (laughs) All the passengers have their feet up and they're all just sitting on their seat and several of them are screaming and all of Dan's characters are still trying to focus on their movies, but it's so hard with all the panic around them. Listen, I got an idea. All these characters are watching different movies in year 2000. But what if Brian's Clue is a porno movie in year 2000? (laughs) (laughs) What if we introduce a character who's watching something smutty with all this, this, this juice that's flowing, this cockpits that he's talking about? So, uh, there's a guy who's... So you're saying that there needs to be, uh, some sort of in and out of the vagina with the penis, and that will stop this? You Germans know porn better than anyone else. Everybody change your channel. There's a very good Scheiße flick on 42. <laughs> Channel 69. 69 and 42, you heard the Germans do it. Uh, okay, this one's called uh, uh, Tickling Competition. This one. Oh, I see Girls Gone Wild. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Black Dirty Debiantes. Mm. <laughs> Brian, did I solve your puzzle? Did we win? <laughs> as you guys, as you guys start watching all these porno films, you feel the the from the back of the plane this jet of pressure as this starts to fill up, and it's like a, a tidal wave of fluid hits you really hard, and y'all fly out the nose of this plane into this large open cavern. <laughs> and, 
it's like a long dark rush until finally it opens up into this great big space and you see this planet sized looking sphere in front of you. What do you guys want to do? I want to be the first into that sphere. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Planet Size Sphere, what are you doing to us? The Planet Size Sphere says, Only one of you will be chosen. Watch me, pick me. Uh, I'm going I'm going full blast into there and like I've got um the, did you ever know that you're my hero? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you all roll for lasers? Grab my lucky die. Oh, damn it, I got a four. Come on, come on. I got a two. Um, so I got a five, but I would like to ride this uh, my uh, fire extinguisher faster through this uh, space. <laughs> oh, bastard. Okay, you get a plus one, so that's a six. Peggy, do you want to ask me a question? Um... No. <laughs> Klaus, you, Klaus, you are neck and neck with Dieter on this ride, and then you pull out your fire extinguisher and you give a hefty blast and you hit the sphere first and immediately you become absorbed and Dieter, you see him, Klaus, start to disappear into the wall of the sphere and when you hit it, all you hear is a thunk. It was a blitzkrieg. They they rushed us. Yeah, when when I'm uh, when I hit it, I'm like pulling up like Porkins and Star Wars. <laughs> you bounce off this giant sphere, Klaus. You get absorbed into this thing, and suddenly time starts to become a blur, and you hear just this these noises that sound like they're from a distance, almost like they're muffled by several layers of fleshy skin and they're they're kind of muffled but you you can kind of start over time to discern things that they're saying have patterns and the longer you are in this sphere the more that you start to recognize certain voices and certain sounds they're more familiar to you and you find comfort in the familiar ones and then the next thing that you know you feel this extreme pressure even more so than when you were in the plane you look down and you see that you have these strange appendages that don't match what you had before. They're smaller and chubbier and and then the pressure is forcing you downwards and the next thing you know there's this bright light. Is there any last thing you would like to do before you are born into the world? Um, I'll say Excuse me, Mr. Voices. <laughs> if you could please uh, go to my place. I have these curious with precious moments. Make sure my brother sends them for the proper price. It is very important to me. If there's one thing before I am anything else, I must know that my precious moments will be taken care of. Thanks for suffering through that terrible shit show with us. Stay tuned for some trailers of the less chaotic evil content we've created. Thanks to Dan for joining us, and remember to check out the Little Realms podcast. It's a fantastic and whimsical show filled with roleplay, vibrant characters, and it's highly produced with music and sound effects. Their website is at littlerealms.com. They're on Twitter at PodRealms. And you can follow Dan at ButcherWhite. Happy Halloween, everyone. They took to the stars and became stars. 
So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to saying that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We had an entire motherfucking galaxy and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning and uh, what the I kind of had to- Travis? I understand. Why but, the uh... fuck do you have a guitar? <laughs> LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. The clock strikes 8.15 and then everything powers down. The steering wheel locks up and the car just begins to careen down this hill. What would you like to do? I know I charged this thing before I left. Are we sure the thing just didn't die because it was American-made? Hey, what if Y2K came early? You can also see that there are these plainly dressed people that are sort of sitting around the fire and they're singing and sort of swaying. Hi, we were out driving on the road and our car just stopped and so did all of our other stuff. He is returning things to how they once were. People have become prideful. Hey, what'd you find? We gotta get out of here. What do you mean? These people are crazy. You all start to hear loud chanting coming from outside of the barn uh, towards the cabin. Listen to New Horizons by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcatcher or find us at lcpdnd.com. The phone call that I just received, it was about a call. Unfortunately, it's not in New York. You will be going to uh, Ontario, Canada. He'll, like, take a super dangerous uh, exit, like, <laughs> like last minute, just squealing across the uh, hash marks and... I think he probably hits just a little bit of one of those uh, yellow barrels with all the water in them. (laughs) (laughs) This is all kind of weird. Like, you know, they said it was the hoser. I mean, your dad did call us. I'm just saying. The hoser? (laughs) Yeah, I never heard of it. Like, you know, I I grew up in California. There is a creature of folklore (laughs) called the hoser near Lake Nipissing. You've heard of it? No, I am just so incredibly shocked right now. Listen to The Hoser of Lake Napissing by searching LCPDND on your favorite podcast service. LCPDND presents Fillmore's Crossing. You go into a mining settlement called Fillmore's Crossing. A fantasy western D&D adventure that's filled with comedy. You all know what the control zone is? You guys, you zone. guys probably no, like the zone. Every, you guys, where you get I fucking hate both of you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Mystery. We were just at the saloon and I witnessed a man, if you can call him that, rip another man's head off. Do you think we're dealing with demons? Drama. Damn it, woman. You have no reason to go and wake up my son. All I want to do is buy shit. Y'all folk are the reason that this is all getting messed up. Poor and shit. now you're going to go and... Does a 20 hit your armor class, Igmit? Yep. <laughs> and horror. Oh, y'all gotta go. We, we gotta get out of here. Get out the back door. We gotta run. We got nothing now. Listen to the entire season one arc by searching LCPDND on your favorite podcast service or find us at lcpdnd.com. Oof, ouchie, my pee-pee. <laughs>